everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. As always, it's your host, Kelly. Thank you so much for hanging out. You know what? I know that I apologize for content quite a bit. Uh, Some people are like, you apologize when you shouldn't and all this stuff. But last week, I feel like it wasn't my best podcast episode. I feel like a lot of it triggered anger for me for things that have happened in my life. And I just felt really angry and I didn't feel good about the content I put out. And sometimes I'm like, you know what, maybe I should just take that week off. But I wanted to apologize because I do feel like last week was a bit of a rough episode. And I do think that this week is going to be a much better episode. So as I said before, thank you for hanging out. And we can all be really excited right now because 4th of July weekend's coming up. But not just that. Hamilton is going to be released on Disney+. And I cannot wait. I love Hamilton so much. Like, if I could sit down with Lin-Manuel Miranda just for 45 minutes or an hour, like, my life would be pretty much, I'm not going to say complete, but it would be really cool. I think he is one of the best. And honestly, I feel like I learned more about history through the Hamilton musical than I did in 12 years of school. (laughs) But if you're not into Hamilton, I suggest you giving it a shot. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch it. I need to, like, return a pair of shorts on the 3rd of July just because I have the 3rd of July off and I want to get it out of the way. But after that, I'm going to watch Hamilton and it's going to be a great time, okay? Also, I thought that it was released on June 5th. So when June 5th came around, I was like ready to download or order whatever Disney Plus. And I'm like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. And then I realized I was a month early. That was really hard for me to go through. But yeah, July 3rd, Disney Plus, Hamilton Musical. Let's get it. So I like to give you guys a little bit of a heads up for an episode. And this episode has some good moments. But it really does feel like a filler episode. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, this episode does have good parts. But I am going to say it's just like setting it up for Brody and Lauren a little bit more. There are a lot of notes, though. So I don't know. Maybe it wasn't boring. But I'm also still so hurt that Brody and Lauren were not a real couple. So whenever it's something like setting those two up to quote unquote be together, it just hurts me. It just hurts me deeply. And I hope you guys understand that feeling. I feel like if anybody understands that feeling, it's you guys, honestly. But this past week was the third anniversary of Laguna Biatch. I got so many awesome messages. Um, A follower sent me flowers. It was so cool. I don't know. I just love this community. And whenever I feel like I want to stop doing this, something really cool happens. And... I think that it's just going to continue to be that way. I mean, like I said, this beginning of this year, I was not feeling Laguna Biatch. I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And even when quarantine hit, I was kind of like, do I want to keep doing this? And then Jason reached out, then Talon reached out. So you know what? Fingers crossed that we get some more cast members to do lives or do the podcast. And we're just going to keep having fun with this. Usually I say this at the end, but if you haven't left a review or subscribed to the podcast... Please be sure to do that. It helps with the ratings and the all those like score systems, whatever. I don't know. But this past week, I actually read through res- replies. Um, I mean, I read through reviews, which I try not to do because my feelings get hurt very easily. I take everything personal. So that's an issue that I'm working on. I take everything personal. I do think I've gotten a lot better. But a few of the reviews, one of them was talking about blinds and how it upsets them, how I talk about celebrity blinds and how I hide behind the word allegedly. 
But I just wanted to say this before I get fully into the episode. Whatever celebrity blinds I talk about, I don't just like randomly pick blinds and I'm like, this one's true, that one's true. I do look into things. So when I do low-key deep dives or I guess not low-key, what am I talking about? When I do my shallow jumps because deep dives are tough for me, I always try and make sure that the sources that I'm getting are more credible. Like I've heard a lot of things about even say Jay Cutler, even Lauren Conrad, that I'm not going to talk about because I don't have specific 100% sources. And I guess blinds aren't specific 100% sources, but I just feel like I research them and that's why I talk about certain ones. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I am with celebrity blinds. And I just want you guys to know I don't just like pick random ones. I always make sure to do a little bit more research because if you just dig a little bit, you can find the truth. And that's how I feel at least. But I wanted to like put that out there because that that review said a lot of stuff and I was kind of like, ooh, like it really, <laughs> again, I took it very personal. But yeah, I don't want you guys to think that I'm just trying to pick on certain celebrities unless you're Gem Bunny or something like that. So, but again, thank you for, you know, taking time to listen, taking time to leave reviews, subscribe, tell your friends to listen. I appreciate all of it. Now let's get into this episode, okay? Okay. So this episode is season three, episode 11. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Now, during the recap, we are reminded of the young Hollywood party. And we are, you know, we're told it's a very big deal. As Lisa Love told them before, instead of 800 guests, they're having like 1,500 guests. But we haven't really heard about this party for a while. I feel like they talked about this like four episodes ago. So I'm glad they refreshed us. And we find out that they're casting male models. And remember last time they did that, Jason got very angry at Lauren. And this time, Lauren is a single gal. And I could be wrong, but during this recap, they show one of the male models. And I'm not 100% sure. I could not find this online. But when they're showing all the male models before, like during the recap, I'm pretty sure one of the guys is Justin Gaston. Gaston? That, and he's the one who dated Miley Cyrus. He was like 21 and she was like 16. Do you guys remember that? But he was in Love Story, the music video Love Story, Taylor Swift's music video Love Story. Oh my God, can I talk today? But I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm like 99% sure, but when I Googled it, nothing came up. So I want you to, if you rewatch, I know some people watch along with the episodes. If you rewatch, Google Justin Gaston, Gaston, G-A-S-T-O-N. I don't know. But look him up and just tell me if it's the same person because I'm like 99% sure it's the same person. So the episode starts off with Brody and LC. They're going to get dinner as they do. And there's a moment. It reminds me of the Stephen and Lauren moment in season two when he goes, I'd get your door, but it's all the way over there, as he says in his weird voice. But Brody goes, I'd pull out your chair, but it's all the way over there. And I was like, oh, that's like a Steven thing. But Brody's having another barbecue at his Malibu beach house. And Lauren says that she's very excited about it. And then Lauren like casually says she hasn't been on a date in three weeks. And then Brody starts giving her dating advice. Because we all know if you're going to get dating advice, it should be from Brody Jenner. But I'm going to play the audio clip right now. Somebody who's not Mr. Perfect all the time, because that's just because you know. But like I said, thank you. you know, somebody who's got me a little bit of a bad boy. You like that? I know. I'm, I'm going up for your, I'm going up for your taste. I mean, I don't think Brody's wrong. I think Lauren does like a nice guy, but you also want someone who's a little bit of a bad boy. 
Definitely not like Jason Waller bad boy, but a little bit, a little bit less than that. The next scene, we're at Bolt House and Brent is hosting a meeting. Now, remember Heidi has her new promotion, so she has to work a lot more. And that's something that is going to become an issue for Spencer, believe it or not. But we find out that she has to work Wednesday night. She has to work a NASCAR event. And we also meet a new girl named Kimberly, and Kimberly's basically the new Elodie. She's the new events coordinator, I believe. And after the meeting, there is a very awkward conversation between Heidi and Kimberly. I feel like Heidi, at this point, was starting to slowly lose herself into Spencer a little bit more. I feel like her personality wasn't really out anymore, because season one, Heidi's, like, very loving, very outgoing. Even season two, Heidi's like that. But I feel like season three, she starts to become a little bit more withdrawn and it's just, I don't know. I don't know if she's trying to act more serious or what, but I think that there's definitely a shift in how she acts. But Heidi's like, is this your first event? And Kim says yes. And then they kind of just talk about how they're excited for the event. And Heidi's like, okay, I have to go now. And she goes into her office. Also, Kimberly looks super familiar. Another person who I Googled, but no one came up. So if you find anything different, please let me know. The next scene, we're at Smashbox Studios for Teen Vogue modeling casting. And this is for the Young Hollywood issue. And I believe at the very beginning, when Whitney is taking photos, Polaroid photos, it's of Colton Hayes. I don't know if you watched Teen Wolf on MTV, but he was on that. I feel like he's been in a couple other things. Arrow, he was on Arrow on the CW, but he's a cutie. But we meet this male model named Gavin, who apparently worked with Lauren on another Teen Vogue shoot. And he was like, do you remember me? And she's like... What? No. He goes, at the tennis court. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was trying to set you up with my friend Heidi. He says, yes, you were. So Whitney comes back to ask for more models. And Lauren, who, by the way, Lauren has a sugar-free Red Bull right in front of her, right next to her at all times. I feel like Lauren has to have a Red Bull, like, in reach somewhere. But she kind of introduces Whitney to this Gavin character. Lauren says it's when Heidi first started to date Spencer, so she was really trying to intervene. And Whitney was like, imagine what would be different if that actually happened. So Gavin gets pulled away so he can get pictures taken by Whitney. And then he goes back to where Lauren's sitting and she asks how it went. And he goes, definitely booked it. And she's like, oh, confident. Then a cute Whitney and Lauren moment. And I feel like, other than Lo, because we all know that Lo and Lauren were actual real friends, I feel like if Lauren was to be friends with any of the other girls, well, I guess she was really friends with Heidi too. But anyway, I feel like it would be Whitney. I feel like they really worked well together and were pretty funny together for two like kind of boring characters. But Whitney like comes around the corner and she goes, well, he was funny. And Lauren mouths, shh, he's right there and like points right over to him. And Whitney just starts cracking up. She's so embarrassed. But Gavin comes back and asks Lauren for her phone number. And then, you know, she gives it to him. She's like, yeah, yeah, of course, here it is. And Whitney comes back and Lauren goes, don't. I'm not saying a word. And Lauren looks at her again and just goes, don't. (laughs) So it seems like Lauren's actually a little embarrassed about the whole interaction. But Gavin is going to be a big part of this episode. He kind of reminds me of, like, Ryan... Another last name I can't say. I want to say Ryan Quantin. He was the hot one. Well, they were all kind of hot on True Blood. But Sookie's brother, he kind of reminds me of him circa circa Summerland with, like, his flipped out hair and stuff. Not as hot as not as hot as him, but but you know what I mean. That look. He had that, like, surfer boy... Um, like mushroom cut, not mushroom cut, like longer hair that flips out at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? It's not a mushroom cut. Good God. 
Now we are at the Spidey apartment and Heidi's getting ready for the big NASCAR event. She is doing her makeup, looking looking good. Heidi looks great in this scene. And one thing about their apartment that I find kind of funny is it looks like a very basic apartment. The living room looks pretty normal. The kitchen, all of that looks very normal. But whenever they're in the bathroom, it looks just like a huge bathroom. But anyway, Spencer says she never told him. She's like, I'm getting ready for work. And he goes, you never told me about it. And then he guilts her because he made a surprise dinner plan. He's like, well, I made dinner plans. It was a surprise to make up for the anniversary dinner we didn't have. Babe, I'm sorry. Come by the event later and and we'll get a late night bite. So Heidi's trying to work with it, right? She knows that she has this promotion. She knows Spencer wanted her to get this promotion. And now he's getting upset because it comes with more responsibility. She has to work more. But just by the way, her work outfit cracks me up. It's a pair of jean capris and a white tank top with some kind of graphic in the middle. I'm not sure what it was. But she ends up hitting Spencer with a subtle drag. Like, she drags him so hard in such a subtle way. So while she's walking out, he's like, I'll see you at dinner. Wait, wait, no, I won't because you don't care about anniversary dinners. And she goes, I have to work. Why don't you give it a try? And he just goes, oh, it's like that. Like, he gets very serious very quick. But I'm like, drag him, Heidi. I'm like, get him. (laughs) And now we are at the other apartment, the Lauren and Audrina apartment. And it's Lo, Audrina, and Lauren hanging out on the couch. They're just chilling, and there is a giant Red Bull on the coffee table. I haven't actively been looking for Red Bulls in scenes, but I'm going to start. So the Red Bull count now is just two. It's just two, kind of low for a Red Bull count on the hills. But I wonder if they were a sponsor. And of course, this is a reality show, so you can't have like, you know, you don't want to say that they're a sponsor. But I feel like Lauren must have got paid by Red Bull because she was always carrying them, always doing all this stuff. And I mean, there was no Instagram, so she couldn't really be an influencer. But I think I'm going to start doing a Red Bull count each episode. And of course, it's always the sugar-free Red Bull. You can't have sugar in your Red Bull. But this one's like a giant-ass can of Red Bull. So we find out that Gavin might show up to Brody's barbecue, but he's shooting a commercial. And Audrina's happy he's new. She's like, you haven't done any stalking on him or anything? No background check? And Lauren's like, nope, no background check. I mean, they had limited social media at that point. What could you use, MySpace? And I feel like you had to be really specific when it came to MySpace. I remember I met this boy at like a a football game freshman year of high school. And he was like, find me on MySpace. And all I knew is his name was like, I don't even remember his name. I'm going to go with Andy. And he lived in Rockland, Massachusetts. So I had to like search through all the Andys from Rockland, Massachusetts. And then people would always have like random ass places they lived. So if he didn't say he lived in Rockland, I wouldn't be able to find him. Eventually, I was able to find him, though. And he ended up having a crush on my friend Steph, not me. Anyway, enough about me. Back to (laughs) back to Gavin and Lauren and Brody's cookout. Right after she's like, yeah, I don't know if he's going to come. And Audrina is excited that he's like a newbie and he doesn't have any connections to the friend group. She ends up getting a text from Gavin and she's like, Gavin's coming. And Lo just goes, I love passing judgment on people. I'm excited. (laughs) And Audrina is excited to see how Frankie and Brody will react. And Lauren's like, they'll be fine. They're not going to do anything. So before the girls show up at Brody's, Frankie and Brody are talking and Frankie's like, you had feelings for that night on your spinning bed in Vegas. Like Frankie is trying so hard to make sure that Brody and Lauren happen He just, he's hyping him up. He wants it to happen. And Brody's kind of like, no, it's not going to happen, dude. But the girls show up and right away Brody's like, what, Lauren? I don't get a hug. And there's always that one guy, right? Like there's always that, where's my hug guy? And when you see him, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to give you a hug. 
I feel like it happened more at college parties. You'd walk in, you'd be like, oh, what? No hug for me? I don't get a hug. And you'd be like, oh, I'm coming. Here's your hug. But I think you guys know who I'm talking about. That's who Brody's acting like. But Brody gets his hug from Lauren. And then Whitney shows up. Out of the blue, Whitney's there. And we are all excited to see Whitney out of the fashion closet. And Lauren seems very nervous. Like, she seems, like, very tense. And Brody says that they won't embarrass her, but they're going to roast him a little bit. Like, if this guy's showing up, they're going to roast him. And Gavin shows up with a hot little friend. And he introduces himself. And Lauren's like, there are a bunch of drinks if you want to go get a drink. So he leaves. And Brody goes, he's nice, but a little short. So Brody's already a little bit salty towards this Gavin guy. Now Gavin returns with his drink and he's sitting next to Lauren and they're all talking and Gavin starts talking about how he went camping on Catalina Island. Does that sound familiar? Remember season one when they went camping on Catalina Island? Why did my voice just do that? But right away Lauren's like, I hate camping. I'm pretty sure she said that on the Laguna Beach episode. But Lowe's like, did you stay on the one hotel in Catalina? And he's like, no, we went all the way up where there's no running water or anything. And then he keeps talking about camping. And his friend's like, you should probably stop talking about camping when the girl you're talking to hates camping. Yeah, you probably should, Gavin. But honestly, isn't that like, if, if you really, really enjoy something... You probably shouldn't date someone who hates it. I feel like that would become an issue. Because to me, I don't think Lauren's the kind of person who would be like, you know what, I'll go camping because you enjoy it. And then we get a little beach montage. We see Whitney playing volleyball. We see Audrina just like smiling, sipping her drink. It's kind of like, she's kind of like, I'm just having a good time. And Gavin and Lauren are still next to one another hanging out. He's trying. He's trying really hard. So this scene, this like barbecue scene's very long. And I feel like it wouldn't be this long, of course, if it was broken up by commercials. But on Amazon Prime, there are no commercials. So Gavin announces that they're going to do some cooking and Lauren's voice is starting to change to drunk Lauren's voice. If you've watched enough episodes, you know when it's like teeter-tottering on that line. She's, she's getting there. She's getting some buzz on. And then quickly she goes, wait, who's he cooking with? Know who he's cooking with? He's cooking with Brody, no drama Jenner. Of course, of course. Well, who else would he cook with? But Brody asks how he met Lauren and goes, and like, well, while Gavin's explaining that they met at a modeling shoot, he's like, ooh, ah, yeah, yeah, ooh. <laughs> like, I'm like, Brody. That's a Brodyism if I've ever heard one when he's just like, ooh, yeah, like weird. I don't know what it is. Then we're back on the beach and we're with Frankie Lowe and Lauren and Frankie says Brody definitely got jealous and Lauren says she doesn't have feelings for Brody. She's like, I don't get, you know, I don't have feelings for him. We don't get jealous of each other. And then we're back to Brody and Gavin and Brody starts asking the serious questions like, when was your last relationship? It's like, okay, Brody. And Gavin says over a year ago. So Gavin starts explaining what happened. And he's boring. Poor Gavin. Like, he's so boring. But then again, he's probably just normal. Like, he's surrounded by these people. And he's, like, the normal nice one. And everyone's like, oh, you're so boring and awful and too nice. But he's like, we were best friends before we dated. And then we broke up. And it was hard. And, like, he's explaining this story. And then his voice literally fades out. And it shows Brody looking over at Lauren. That's that's what they make it seem like. But they fade his voice out. Like, poor Gavin. So it's kind of weird. Now we're at the NASCAR event and I'm kind of like, did Brody really have a cookout on a Wednesday? But then again, these people didn't work really. They had fake jobs. So I guess you can have a cookout any day if you have a fake job. But Heidi and Kimberly are working together and Spencer calls Heidi. And Heidi's like, yeah, I have to stay late tonight, Spencer. I can't, I can't help it. Because right before the call, Kimberly says that she's going to be there till 3 a.m. So Heidi's like, shit, I have to be here till 3 a.m. Our anniversary was two weeks ago. We, can, we can't just keep putting it off. Spencer says on the other line of the phone, I'm sorry. 
whatever. Please don't be mad at me. And then there's no nothing, and then it's silence, and she realizes that he's hung up on her. And Heidi tells Kimberly that Spencer's mad, and Kimberly just goes, it'll be fine, you'll talk about when you get home. Like, Kimberly doesn't have time for Heidi. So now we're ending the night back at the cookout. And Lo and Brody are talking, and Brody says that Gavin's too nice. Gavin's too perfect for Lauren. Lauren's not going to like him, he's too perfect. And Lauren and Gavin are sitting by the water. It's a very cute scene, and, you know, she's like, did you have fun? <laughs> she's getting drunk. Yes, I had fun. And they're having a moment. Then we're back to the no drama Brody, right? Brody hates drama. But I'm going to play this clip of Brody talking about Gavin to Kevin. And Kevin's a guy, the taller guy in the beanie that we always see. He was a club promoter and I think kind of became like a bodyguard-ish for Lauren. But he was that's how they met because he was a club promoter. But I'm going to play the clip of Brody talking to Kevin about Gavin, right? No. Like I said to them, I feel like he is being Mr. Like Perfect. It has nothing to do with jealousy, but I will give him a hard time. Just not a hard time, but just I, w- I want to like see him have some reactions. I don't know. I feel like if you're meeting your friend, you're like someone you're interested in. If you're meeting their friends for the first time, you're not going to be like a complete dick. Brody's like, I want a reaction. <laughs> Could you imagine if Gavin like showed up and started like swinging on Brody? Like that's not going to happen. But right after that, Gavin's like, all your friends are really nice. (laughs) As Brody's over there, like, talking so much shit. But of course, during all of this, they keep sharing glances, Brody and Lauren. They keep looking at one another. And I can assume a great song was playing in the background instead of elevator music that MTV decided was better than paying royalties. But it's still like, Brody likes Lauren and Lauren likes Brody, but they just, they can't make it work. They're never gonna make it work. So now we're back at Bolt House and Spencer shows up to work and he like walks up. He's like, is Heidi busy? Is Heidi here? The the, the receptionist says like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Spencer. Can you tell her Spencer's here? So Heidi comes out and she looks very worried and she asks what he's doing there. She, he's like, surprise lunch. I'm taking you to a surprise lunch. Well, I have a meeting during lunch, Spencer. Well, you usually don't have to work during your lunch. But you can tell Spencer's getting very upset. He's sick of Heidi always working. He's sick of Heidi having a job. And he's like, how can I make it so all she does is stay in the house and make TikTok videos while drinking bottles of champagne? This is when those wheels started turning. But Spencer's openly upset and he just doesn't understand. So Heidi just, she's like, I'm sorry, Spencer. I'm sorry. She walks away. So now Lauren's getting ready for her date with Gavin and... Audrina just goes, he seems nice, but he's not your type. That's what Brody said, too. I guess my Heidi and Lauren voices are kind of the same. Anyway, Lauren kind of agrees, but, you know, she's down to go to a date with him, and they're going to somewhere called Sushi Bobby. Not Sushi, Sushi Danny, not Sushi Bobby. But as Gavin and Lauren are walking to dinner, Lauren goes, do you like Sean Kingston? And he's like, I don't know who Sean Kingston is. She's like, he sings that beautiful girl song. I'm going to pull it up on my Blackberry when we get inside. Now remember, later in the season, Sean Kingston makes an appearance because he wor- he's like buddies with Audrina somehow. What a little foreshadowing moment. But he pulls out a chair for her and they're both boring, but Gavin seems like to really like her, right? The way he's talking to her, looking at her, he seems like he really enjoys her company. And then he goes, so, so tell me about your dates you've been on lately. And she goes, I have terrible taste in men. All my dates have sucked. And he just kind of looks at her and she goes, no, not you. I'm sorry. <laughs> But she explains further. She goes, they seem normal, but they all turn out to be really crazy. And Gavin's still kind of like, damn, what the hell, man? <laughs> but she ends up, they, they start like talking about sushi rolls. And he said that he wants a salmon roll. And she's like, I hate salmon. So what does he do? 
He orders a salmon roll, and she just kind of looks at him like, what the fuck, I told you I didn't like this. But she ends up going home alone. She walks into the apartment, and she is totally alone. And she ends up calling somebody. She calls Brody No Drama Jenner, and he's sporting a fresh haircut. But I'm going to play the audio clip just to end this episode, and this is the last part of the episode. Well, 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 somebody's home awfully early for a date night. Hey, what are you doing? I'm just uh, driving around. I just dropped Frankie off. How was uh, the date? It was a great date with no sparks. Well, somebody didn't listen, but I think I told you that guy was pretty boring. I know, I know. But, I mean, I needed to go just to find out. But, I mean, he's really nice. It just, you know, he just went. So what are you doing now? You just dropped Frankie off? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on my way home right now. What are you going to do? Um... Nothing, I'm just at home. I was going to watch a movie. It's not a boring movie. Uh, how about I uh, watch a movie with you? What movie is it? Does it really matter? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> okay, I'll see you in a few minutes. Alright, bye. And just like that, the episode ends. They didn't Netflix and chill. They likely DVD'd and chilled. But that is it. And now we have it in our heads that Lauren and Brody are going to be together forever and they're going to be a beautiful couple and we're so happy for them. Maybe the episode wasn't boring. Maybe maybe I was incorrect saying the episode was boring. I think it sets it up nicely for what's going to happen for the rest of the season. And poor Gavin. Poor Gavin. He tried so hard, but he just didn't get that far. I guess like Linkin Park says, in the end, it doesn't even matter. So let's talk about the Hills reboot real quick. I don't have a ton of information on it. I will say that. But I am like 98% sure Stephanie Pratt will not be back on the hills after her comments about shooting all of the looters. As you guys may know, I got in a fight with her on Twitter about it. It was a big shining moment for me. I've never went viral before, so that was a little exciting for me. But yeah, she is gone. She's done. MTV is not going to have her back. They haven't made a statement yet. I'm surprised they haven't made a statement about it. But she is not going to be back on the hills. Misha Barton is also not going to be back on the hills. Apparently, producers thought she was too boring, which really sucked because I did like Misha. I thought Misha was fine. Like, I was I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked Misha Barton on The Hills. They're going to start filming again in August, and I guess we're just going to see what happens. And I wonder if... So Brody was dating Josie Consecos when, like, when all The Hills started refilming. And I think they're going to show some of that, but they also... Just had dinner, Brody, his new girlfriend, Brianna Jungworth, and Caitlin, his ex-wife. I guess we're going to see how that little threesome goes, right? Apparently, Brody and Caitlin are still co-parenting one of their dogs or something. So that's why they thought they should all meet. And according to sources, Brody has met Freddie, who is Louis Tomlinson's son, because Louis Tomlinson and Brianna Jungworth had a baby together. It's really just, it's one tangled web, but how incredible would it be to see someone from One Direction on the Hills reboot? Like maybe, maybe that would kind of spice it up a little bit more. So let me just say, Jay Cutler taking over his own Instagram should have happened ages ago. If you don't follow him, I highly suggest it. Right now we're in the middle of Chicken Gate. A few of his chickens have been killed and he wants to know who's getting at them. He's tried so many different cameras already and they're not working and it's very stressful for him. I'm going to say it is a coyote. I feel like coyote is a good one. Like, I feel like coyotes are around. They get chickens. Maybe it's a fox. I feel like foxes would eat chickens. But just for some context, Jay lives out in the Franklin area, so it's much more rural than Nashville. But even I live in Nashville, and I still see deers and raccoons and all that stuff. So 
I think I think it's a coyote. I'm going to say coyote. I'm going to be strong with my coyote guess. Anyway, I think Jay is a star and he knows it. And we're going to see where this takes him. He's going to be an influencer. Jay Cutler is going to be a fucking influencer and it's going to be wild. But this is kind of like a side note. A lot of girls are saying that they're getting requests from Jay on Instagram. I need more receipts before like I fully believe that. There's also some news around town. There are some rumors going around that he has been seeing a certain conservative blonde who just recently moved to Nashville. I don't know how true that is, but apparently they're spending time together. But it's just so wild to me that Jay is a star. I mean, I feel like when he played in the NFL, nobody really liked him. And I feel like I can say that confidently because when he started becoming liked on Very Cavallari, everyone was like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? But I had to follow him. Kristen should have let him have his account a long time ago, that's for sure. On the celebrity front, Emma Roberts and Garrett Hedlund are having a baby. Now, when I tell you I let out a gasp seeing that Emma Roberts was having a baby with him, I mean it. I was like, what? Like I grasped my pearls like an old woman. I just didn't see this quarantine baby happening. I didn't even think they were still together, but I mean, good for them, happy for them. The two have been dating for a while, but I always thought that Emma would break up with him and end back up with Evan. But those two also were like a really horrible couple. I know everybody loved them together, but there are like pictures of Emma punching him in the face, and I think they were very toxic from all the TMZ reports I read about them. And again, TMZ is like a really good news source. I know everybody makes fun of me for saying that, but TMZ knows better than the post shit that's not true because they don't want to get sued. But this child's definitely going to be genetically blessed. I mean, they're, that baby's going to be so good looking. It's out of control. But I also find it weird that Emma Roberts is a little bit older than me. I mean, only by a few months because I still think she's like super young. I still think she's like 24 or 25. I don't know why. But I was like, ooh, she's so young to be having a kid. And then I was like, oh my God, she's older than me. And also like 24, 25 isn't super young to have a child. I am just, <laughs> I'm, I am, I'm not there yet in my life. I also want to say quick, a lot of people want me to do a Glee deep dive and they want me to talk about the OC. Those are coming. I want to give them a little bit more thought. I want to make sure that they're thorough. So I think that they both deserve shining moments. So those are coming, I promise you. Now, you know how I put up the questions and I do it every week, almost every week. Like this week I did it and I got so many awesome answers. I got to save some for next week, which is exciting. But somebody asked me about dating in 2020. Now, I've never been good at dating. I will say that I'm way too self-conscious. As many of you know, I talk about therapy a lot and it is something I'm working at in therapy, but you know, I don't think I'm like, I I don't know. Anyway, I'm too self-conscious to really, really put myself out there. But I genuinely cannot even wrap my head around dating someone in 2020. The thought of trying to get to know somebody while this pandemic is making me have like panic attacks along with social unrest and this political climate. I'm like, woo, getting some hives just thinking about it. I I can't do it. So if you're out there dating in 2020, I give you a lot of credit because there's a lot happening and I just I can't even put my head in that. I've like I've thought about downloading like Bumble again or Tinder or something I tried Hinge, but Hinge people, I don't know. I get a lot of like really rude DMs on on dating websites. So it's really not great for my self-esteem yet again. Um, In celebrity news, G-Eazy and Ashley Benson are dating and they've been dating for a little bit. But there are some celebrities that just kind of like give me like the heebie-jeebies. You know what I mean? And one of those celebrities is G-Eazy. I don't really have a reason for it. I mean, he's a handsome guy. I just feel like he's a skis. Gee, Easy, why are you such a skis? 
But I've seen a lot of celebrity encounters that say Ashley Benson's like the worst, so maybe the two are a perfect pair. Apparently Kanye West and Gap are collaborating and I have no thoughts about it. It's just something I didn't see coming and I didn't know if you guys knew about it, so I want to let you know. I actually really like Kanye West's Yeezys, the sneakers. I really want a pair. So maybe if he partners with Gap, that'll probably be more clothes than anything. But maybe, maybe I can get some like nice little, nice little Yeezys from the Gap. Somebody asked me, they said, what do you call a person who isn't your ex, but you acted like a couple? And I call that person a dick. (laughs) No, but really, I've had a few of those. And I will say, I'll usually be like, you know, we had something. I don't really like put a label on it. I mean, I think even though it wasn't a relationship, your feelings were involved. Like your feelings are real. And it's important to talk about it. And I think everyone has those gray areas in certain relationships. Typically, I'll just be like, this person I talked to for a while and I feel like everybody gets it. Everybody has somebody who was a gray area and you're just kind of like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) But those are like the worst experiences for me too because you're like, wow, I really put a lot of effort into this and it just ended for I don't even know why. But yeah, I I would say it's someone you talk to, right? We just talked, you know, we just, we talked. Another thing somebody wanted me to talk about was the lack of people of color in teen dramas and even in Laguna in the Hills and Very Cavallari. And that's something, I guess, growing up, you know, when you're a teenager, everything's centered around you, right? Like a lot of people, you know, watching One Tree Hill, The O.C., those cast members, I mean, the cast were like basically all white. There weren't really any people of color. I mean, if you watch The Hills... No people, I mean, Frankie's on it. But other than that, there's no real diversity. But growing up, that's what I lived in. So I guess I didn't really realize it until I was older. I always think of the real world because I think the real world is what made me realize that because I knew that wasn't the real world. Like what they were depicting on that show is always a predominantly white cast, maybe one or two people of color. And that's kind of it. They'd always have like a Republican kind of person and then a few like just normal people, one with like an alcohol issue, maybe. I don't know. But I do, I mean, I want to say that we're doing better, but I don't know if we are. I mean, I feel like even if you look at the cast of Big Brother, it's still predominantly white. The challenge is still predominantly white. Um, I'm trying to think of like other shows that I could I could throw in. Even Laguna in the Hills. I remember probably when I first started the page, I was like, I have never posted anything other than like a beautiful blonde person. I mean, I've posted Cammy, who's beautiful. I'm not trying to say she's not beautiful. Don't don't take it that way. But I was like, there was no diversity on that show. And there's the part of me that was like, well, if The Hills was filmed now, we could we could do better. We could do a better job. But again, The Hills reboot has zero diversity, too. Like when Heidi was asked, why is there a divert? Why don't you have diversity on the show? She literally said, well, some people are brunette. It's just they need to do better. I think we all need to do better. Casting directors need to do better. And going back to Hamilton, I mean, that whole cast is people of color. And I can remember being like, well, what, like, what, why would you do that when George Washington was white? And then I watched it or listened to the soundtrack. I've never seen Hamilton. I was kind of like, oh, it doesn't fucking matter because the person that they picked to play George Washington can sing his ass off and is very good at what he does, right? So it didn't really matter once I realized that. Very Cavallari, they had Will, and I believe his name was Will and Cleve 
were supposed to be on the show and they were two people of color and they got cut. They got totally cut and maybe they had boring storylines, but that show was so manufactured. They could have definitely made something happen, but they made sure to keep them on the, um, on the poster for the show. They didn't cut them from the poster. So it looked like there was some diversity on the cast, but there wasn't. And somebody asked me about Riverdale. It's kind of going to go together. I, I watched the first season of Riverdale and then couldn't get into it like halfway through the second season. A show I'm going to suggest you watch is All American. It's on Netflix, but it's a CW show. And that cast is predominantly people of color. And it's a it's an incredible show. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's on the CW. Like maybe they are really starting to make some changes. So, I mean, hopefully we do start seeing more diversity on our screens because that's what the real world is. That's what we're about in real life. So fingers crossed that we are moving in the right direction. I don't think this is something that's going to happen overnight. I do hope that we see way more diversity because like I said, like even Friday Night Lights, not a ton of diversity there. But again, like when I was a teenager watching this in my high school, there wasn't a lot of diversity. So I didn't see anything really wrong with it. But now that I'm older, I'm like, you know, we should really start being better, right? Like once I'm starting to learn more, I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Like, I don't know. But when I put together that, you know, what is your teen drama? It was tough to find, you know, like characters, people of color to put on that because I feel like, you know, on One Tree Hill, there was Skills, who was like the funny one. And I loved Skills. I thought Skills was a great cast member. And then Vampire Diaries had Bonnie, who was like this badass witch, right? Like Bonnie was a badass. Bonnie saved her friends all the time. But her friends also always like sacrificed her. They were always just like, okay, you got to go. Like, you're the one. We had Smash Williams on Friday Night Lights. He was very cocky, very arrogant. But I will say his family is probably the best family that I've ever seen on Friday Night Lights. And that's going against Coach Taylor. But I think, um, you know, Tammy and Coach Taylor were great. But Smash Williams' mom was the shit. Like, she was one of my favorite characters. But yeah, I hope that they, I hope we do better with, I'm going to end this with some Jesse James Decker drama. Somehow, Jesse James Decker always ends up in my little ask box. People want me to talk about her. And this time I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like, who is this woman? (laughs) Why do you guys want me to talk about her so bad? But I can't lie. Whenever I see Jesse James Decker's name, I'm like, why is she so problematic? I still have never heard any of her music. And it's just like her causing trouble with someone or her talking about how big her husband's dick is. There's no in-between. There's no in-between with this woman. But I looked into Reddit for this one, and apparently someone is sending DMs saying they're lawyers and will sue people for defamation if you talk badly about Jesse James Decker. So I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous to do this. But listen here, Jennifer Bunny. All I want to say is this is alleged, not meaning not complete facts. So please take this for what you will. Her brothers come out and said a lot of stuff. Um, This Reddit has said a lot of stuff. So again, this is all allegedly. Now, I've learned a little bit more about her. She was very against Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem. She was really outspoken about how against it she was. And she hasn't said one thing to support the Black Lives Matter movement. So like she's getting some heat for that because, again, she was very outspoken about Colin. And now she's like not saying a word. You know, I do understand that not everyone needs to speak out, but for some people, I think their silence is pretty deafening. But now there is new family drama with Jesse James Decker. We already know that she doesn't get along with her brother or sister-in-law anymore. We already know that she allegedly doesn't let Eric speak to his family. And I've seen many reviews about how horrible her clothing line is and the customer service is even worse. 
So John James, who is Jesse's little brother, seems to be just um, like very outspoken on social media about her. And he said he's tried to pull back, but now he can't. And he's decided to start spilling some tea. He thinks that Jesse had his wife's boutique Instagram page taken down. Again, he has no proof. He just said he had a feeling about it. Now, this is where it gets crazy. John got a call from Eric Decker, who is, of course, Jesse's husband. Whoever called from this number allegedly used a voice changer. So, first of all, when you prank call someone, you hit star six, seven before. We all know that. I used to prank call Walmart, like, every day. But second, apparently this was done on her anniversary. So John's like, you have nothing better to do on your anniversary than prank call me from your husband's phone. Third, I'm curious how mad Eric is about this. And fourth, does she keep Eric's phone from him or was she just like, let me see your phone real quick? But John said that he tried to talk to his sister about this, but it didn't work. She, she has, wants nothing to do with him, never wants to talk to him. And apparently last month, child services were called to John's house, to her little brother's house. And he definitely thinks that Jesse is the culprit of it. And I'm sorry, but she's behind all of this. It just shows how much hate you can have in your heart for someone. Like, I have plenty of people in my life who, you know, were in my life, but I'm never going to talk to them again. But I just, I don't talk to them. Like, I don't want to be in their lives. I don't want them in my life. So I don't have them in my life. But I find it wild that TMZ and Us Weekly have not picked up on this craziness at all. So I'm going to say, John, sell your story to Us Weekly. Make that cash. And apparently Jesse also has a ton of burner accounts. So if I start getting a bunch of one star ratings and mean DMs, I'm going to blame Jesse James Decker for that. But it just seems like something's really ramping up with her. And I guess we're going to see what happens. Because you have to be like a certain kind of crazy to use a voice changer to try and prank call somebody, right? That's not like a normal thing to do. And I mean, when we were young, we didn't have voice changers. We just have to make a weird voice. So that's the uh, Jesse James drama that's happening right now. I guess probably I feel like every few months something sparks up with her and her brother. So I guess we'll wait a month, month or two and something else will happen. But that is it. That is all I have for you this week. Um, I hope you all have a super safe, awesome 4th of July. I know that in a lot of cities, I'm going to say this. You ready for a little tin hat? Put your tinfoil hat on. I know in like Brooklyn and Harlem, they've been having crazy fireworks every night, like like crazy ones, like ones you'd see in a big city on 4th of July. I think it is the government doing it. And I think that they're trying to kind of like fuck with the people who live there, live in those parts. So if you live in New York, I'm sorry you're not getting any sleep because that's fucking horrible. But I hope you guys have a safe 4th of July. Um... In Nashville, COVID's kind of spiking, so I'm a little nervous. I did go out. I went out with my friend Colby and Eric, and we went to this place called Kung Fu in Nashville, so it was all outdoors. But when it started to get a little packed, we ended up leaving just because we're not super comfortable yet, I guess. But just wash your hands, you know, wear your mask. Try not to try not to be an asshole. If you, see, if you don't want to wear a mask, like, that's on you. But when you wear a mask, just, like, don't say anything to that person. I mean, if you see someone wearing a mask, don't say anything to them. I was at work, and I was walking out, and I was wearing a mask, and someone I work with, he was like, oh, you wear that mask life? And I kind of looked at him. I'm like, oh, just when I'm going to pick up food, like, I'm going to be in a restaurant. And he goes, yeah, well, no one else in there is wearing a mask. And I was like, the people who work there are, and if they can wear a mask for eight hours, I can wear one for 12 minutes. So that's how I feel about it. (laughs) But I hope you guys have a safe holiday weekend and wear sunscreen. Make sure you stay hydrated. And I'll talk to you guys next week. 
Thank you again for always supporting, always kind of letting me know, always keeping me on my toes and calling me out on my bullshit. Really appreciate it because every once in a while I just need to be like told, hey, Kelly, you're you're being like a bad person. Not a bad person. Every once in a while I need to be like, hey, Kelly, you're kind of acting like an asshole. So pull it back just so I can pull it back. But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and make sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends to follow the page. If you know, if you like the podcast, tell your friends to listen. And we're creeping up on 50K finally. So this is a big week, this big week. Maybe, maybe by my birthday we'll have 50K and we can party even harder. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye.